Florida Gators play football tomorrow, and they're down a man on the roster. We're going to talk about it here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. I am Brandon Olson. Find me on Twitter, WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants Country, NFL 33. Also, download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase with Game Time. And we're going to talk about McNeese State. Uh, this whole game, this whole show was supposed to be about this game. And of course, yesterday afternoon, news broke of Jadarius Perkins, Florida Gators DB, playing the star spot. I That's the only thing I hate about calling it star is that, like I tweeted out, oh, Florida Gators star, in all caps, leaves the team. Um, and the reason I put it in all caps was to avoid the confusion about me saying he's the star. But Jadarius Perkins quit the team, and it is not something that I necessarily care about. Um, not to be not to be rude, but it's just not something I care about. I'll I'll, I'll read the exact tweet. He tweeted out a little uh, a little notes thing. He said, I want to appreciate Dan Mullen and Scott Strickland for giving me the opportunity to be a Gator, something I'll remember and cherish forever. But that being said, I have decided to enter my name in the transfer portal as a graduate. A really unfortunate situation. I love all of my teammates that have kept me up through everything. Outside noise means zero. Only the people in this circle know the real, and that's all that truly matters. Wishing my brothers luck in finishing this season. You guys work so hard for it. A uh, few things there. Obviously, uh, he did not thank Billy Napier or the current staff. Uh, things were clearly not great. The relationship between Billy Napier and Jadarius Perkins or Billy Napier and the staff and Jadarius Perkins. Not surprising because when a guy leaves after week one, things usually aren't great when he says, hey, I'm leaving and hitting the portal. Things usually aren't great at that point. Uh, only six snaps played against Utah for Jadarius Perkins. Billy Napier had said, hey, expect to see more Sharif Denson at the star spot. So to me, I think of this more of anything else as the writing was on the wall for Jadarius Perkins to see basically no snaps. And I I, I don't want to seem like I'm like bashing the kid at all, because I feel like I'm generally someone who is very, we'll say lenient or forgiving as far as if a player struggles or I feel like it's very hard for me to come out and say hey I think this player's bad I I have a, I think I have a difficult time even admitting that but I I think that Jadarius Perkins is one of those players where I I didn't think what he was putting out on the field was good I get it he played six snaps last week it's hard to play well or bad in six snaps and he had a tackle for a loss that's great 
he also busted a coverage in cover three in the flat, gave up a first down as a 15-yard catch. Six plays. Congrats. You made a play. You also had a play made on you. So for me, I, I view this as bad player thinks he should play more. Bad player thinks he's better than he is. And yeah, Jadarius Perkins has had a couple of flash plays here and there. Uh, last year against Georgia, he had a great pick. He's made some plays. However, he's also been on the receiving end of quite a few great offensive plays. And so I don't necessarily care because worst case from this, Jadarius Perkins is gone. Jaden Hill is still starting and Sharif Denson, a true freshman gets more reps at star. Why, why, like, why would I look at that as a negative? I get it. Rivals fan bases that are brain dead and have just nothing going on in there. They want to go. Florida lost a guy who's listed as a starter or an or starter. Oh my God. After week one, it's tumbling down. Um, you're a dummy if that's what you think or if that's how you feel. Because he might be listed as an or starter. But again, he played six snaps against Utah. Kid isn't an or starter. And last year, he was an or starter with Trevez Johnson getting most of the starts over him. For good reason. So for me, I don't care that Jadarius Perkins is gone. In fact, I'm... I'm Kind of happy that he's gone because now you get Shreve Denson getting snaps. Because again, worst case scenario, Sharif Denson is getting his reps. And even if Sharif Denson plays poorly this year, at least he's getting experience because either way, the backup star was going to play poorly. Hard, You're going to have a hard time convincing me that this is a bad thing here. I will also say, that in Jadarius's post, he mentioned something along the lines of like only people on the inner circle. Now I know he is going through something personal. I know there's a story about him. I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I know there was a rumor about him flashing a gun and all that. Um, and I believe it was a bouncer or security guard of some sort. I'm not going to bother looking into it. Not that it's genuinely just he's not a gator anymore. Why would I waste my time? It's it's as simple as that. Like if this was a great football player and he left and then there was those then there were those rumors, yeah, I'd look into it. I'd be like, hey, wait, why is this killing? But I, I don't think that that he, he that it's that big of a loss that I need to look into it. I don't care. So it's just, and now again, I'm not trying to seem rude and I'm not trying to come off as bashful because I hate doing that. Like, I, I don't like saying if I don't like a play. Generally, if I don't like something, I, I just don't talk about it too much. I think that's why people think I'm a sunshine pumper because I don't talk about the negative things too bad, too much. Um, I talk about, like, hey, this thing's bad. Here's how we could fix it. Sometimes things just aren't going to work out. And I just generally don't talk about those because I'm not trying to be a damper. Like, I'm not trying to ruin your day or my day having to talk about it. But, I, yeah, so that's that's where I stand on that. I'm not going to look into the story about if Jadarius Perkins flashed a gun or anything like that. I don't know if it's true. I genuinely don't care. I know that 
Uh, I believe it was High Top said that 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 led into the decision of him leaving. I know On Three said that it didn't. I don't care. Believe who you want to believe. It means nothing to me because I don't think he was an SEC caliber football player. So for me, I, I, yeah, it means nothing. I don't care. I'm very glad that we're going to see Sharif Denson get reps at star. He should have played against Utah. He's going to get the opportunity to play against McNeese State, more likely than not, and Tennessee and, and all that stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. It sucks to lose a player after week one, yeah. But, you know, we, we've spent the past almost two years talking about when players leave, Florida Gators fans, we sit here and we go, good, if you don't want to be here, get out. I'm not changing that now. I'm just not. So for me, this isn't a bad loss, if it's even really that much of a loss. Jadarius Perkins is gone, yes. Shreve Denson is in, yes. That's it. That's that's all I care about the Florida Gators. They still play tomorrow. I don't care about anything else at that point. We are going to talk about what to expect offensively, defensively. Before we talk about that, though, did you know that 80% of men will experience hair thinning in their lifetime? It's totally normal. In fact, you're weird if you don't. But it doesn't have to be your fate. You can get ahead of thinning with Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist-recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. I'm holding it backwards. I'm holding it so I can see the logo. There we go with Nutrafol. Go to Nutrafol.com slash men, take their hair health wellness quiz, identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. Take the first step to visibly thicker with two Cs, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Also, while we're on the subject of men struggling with things, guys, you ever feel like you have trouble performing sometimes? You ever out with your partner and you feel like you just can't get the job done? Does it get worse when there's lots of people around? Is it especially bad with guacamole? I'm talking about weak chips, the ones that can't handle a scoop of guac. Here at Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips, we understand the pain of trying to dip with weak tortilla chips. Nobody wants to go soft on the guac. Way too much dip on your chip there. Way too much. Unlike other chips, Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are literally built to dip. How can you not like them? Crisp, corny, and organic, just like me. These chips will take your tailgate to the next level. Zach's Mighty Tortilla Chips are now available at Publix in sea salt, lime, and nacho flavors. Find them in the deli section with the dips. Dips? Head on over to Publix, grab a bag of Zach's Mighty, let me know what flavor you bought, and scoop that guac like the absolute stud you are. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free. Regular listen to podcasts. Talking about Florida Gators taking on McNeese State, Battle of 0-1 teams. Woohoo! Here's what you need to expect offensively from the Florida Gators. And this is like a, a, a weird concept that I do want to explain in depth to let you guys know what to expect. A lot of freaking points. Simple as that. That's what you should expect offensively. A lot of points. 
anything less than I will say anything less than 40 or 50 absolute failure absolute we're talking about a McNeese State team that gave up 52 points last week to Tarleton State 52 points to Tarleton State last I checked Tarleton State is not an FBS program they are not a sec power five pro any power five program not even SEC, they're not a power five program they're not an sec program so the florida gators taking on mcneese state you better stomp them out and i understand that straight up a lot of florida gators fans are probably not even going to watch this game and not care about it because they're going to be like hey it's Saturday night because the game's at 7.30. It's Saturday night. I'm not going to sit here and watch Florida beat the ever-living crap out of McNeese State. I will be. And I will be going live after. And I will be criticizing Florida. I'm letting you know that there's going to be things that are going to irritate me. And I'm going to talk about them. I get it. Florida should absolutely destroy McNeese State here. They probably will. I'm still going to talk about the negatives that will pop up. For me, the things that I'm going to be looking for in this game, I need to see the Florida Gators dominate the line of scrimmage. Okay? Dominate the line of scrimmage offensively. I need to see, first off, most importantly, actually getting your blocking assignments right. I feel like against Utah, there were a couple of times where they were just completely blown blocks. Can't happen. At the very least, slow your man down a little bit. So you need to dominate there in pass blocking. Run blocking? Bodies. Nothing less. Bodies. Offensive line? Tight ends? Bodies. That's what I need to see there. Because you've got... Florida's offensive line is one of the biggest offensive lines in the country right now. Just in terms of height and weight, one of the biggest offensive lines in the country. Against Utah, Utah gave Florida some fits. Okay? McNeese State needs to be put on the ground repeatedly. You need to... Bold, bold, bold statement here. You need to give the football to the running backs and let them get into a rhythm. Especially just statistically, like you screw them week one. Like let let them let them get their make right game. Um, but I think for Florida, you need to dominate the line of scrimmage. And I need to see the Gators give their playmakers a chance to make those plays. I get it. People aren't going to play, you know, 50, 60 snaps. Like that's not going to happen. Because the starters are probably gonna play 30-ish. And then depth is going to play for the rest. Probably not going to see 50 to 60 snaps. So, yeah, you're not going to get a ton of guys getting into rhythm. You're not going to get a ton of a uh, ton of touches for guys. I understand that because you're going to have to run the ball. You're going to throw the ball. And when you do throw the ball, it's probably going to go to a, an array of weapons there. So not everybody's going to get a ton of touches. You're probably going to see leading receiver with like four or five catches. However, I need to see players be put in position to succeed. I'm fine with screens. I have no problem with screen passes. 
I know that a lot of Florida Gators fans are like, throw the ball downfield, get to the intermediate. Yes, you have to do that. But I'm not going to say get rid of the screen pass because, again, if, if you think you have playmakers that can make plays with ball in their hands, like uh, Eugene Wilson III is the big name that we talk about. Ricky Pearsall could do it. Aiden Mizell's fast as lightning. When you have guys that you think can make those plays, you have to, if you give them screens, you get them the ball in their hands and allow them to make those plays. That's awesome. Great. Like, so I'm not going to complain about screens if they're working. Last year, they didn't work. That's why I hated them. Like, I, I like the screen pass, genuinely. I am a, it's a spread option fan. Like, like, I love seeing that kind of stuff. So I like the screen pass, specifically wide receiver screen. But last year, they just weren't working. You had like three yards per attempt on a screen. Week one, you had six and a half yards per attempt. That's great. That's a, that's a good run. Last year, Montreal averaged, or uh, Trevor Etienne averaged, I think, 6.4 yards per carry. If you can get that from a screen or a run, that's great. Especially on first down, pick up a couple yards, put yourself in second and short, and take a deep shot, do whatever it is. I have no problem with that. Get the ball to the playmakers. Let them make plays. I would like to see the deep shot more often. Who wouldn't? But I'm not going to complain about the screen. I'm not going to complain about most of the things. I, I think that there were just some things like getting the ball to these guys while moving and letting them make plays after the catch is an important thing that we should see, especially against a team like McNeese State. Because guess what? After McNeese State, you have Tennessee. And you might not have the opportunity to, to work on that and, and lab those and, and workshop them. You might not get that chance. So for me, I need to see the Gators break it out against McNeese State. Get the ball to your playmakers. Absolutely pummel them. Punch them in the freaking mouth repeatedly. And walk away with a big win. Score a ton of points. Have a lot of fun. Go nuts with it. Now, time to talk about the defensive side of the ball. Before that, we are one day away. The Florida Gators play tomorrow, the home opener for the Florida Gators, tomorrow against McNeese State. If you're still looking for tickets this late in the game, don't stress. Game time is the place for last-minute ticket deals. The game time guarantee means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. I used it to go watch Braves at Mets. It was fun. The Mets suck most of the time, so getting a good game was a fun thing to do. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms do apply. That's code Locked On College for twenty dollars with Game Time. So download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Thanks again for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day every day. We are available daily and free revenues in the podcast, and we will be going live tomorrow after the game against McNeese State because we're going to try to do that every single game that we can. What to expect defensively for the Florida Gators tomorrow? I would say, play calling-wise, expect it to, to be probably less aggressive than we will ever see it this season. Like, and I'm not saying it's going to be super conservative, but expect it to be more vanilla than anything else. Like, you're still going to see your blitzes and your fire zones and all that stuff. But expect to see just less. 
because I don't think you need to break out anything new or unique against McNeese State. What you put on film against Utah, you can do again against McNeese State. If there's something just like insane that you want to try, then go. Like if, if Austin Armstrong's like, you know what? We're rushing four. None of them are on the defensive line. Like if we just want to go, hey, drop all three of the D linemen and the Jack back into coverage, blitz two linebackers, blitz a star, and blitz your boundary corner. Let's go nuts with it. Like if you wanted to do that, then sure, do that against McNeese State. Don't you dare break that out against any other team. But don't expect to see that. Expect to see a very vanilla defense that's, hey, we're going to rush four or five, probably play a good bit of man and just absolutely blanket these guys. Call it a day. That's that's how we're going to approach this. Like, that's what I would expect to see because you don't, again, you don't need to break out any new calls or anything special. And I'm not just saying like, oh, you could beat them without it. Don't waste your time. I'm saying, why would you give... Tennessee or Kentucky or South Carolina or anybody else, why would you give them an insight into what you might break out against them? Just just call something. Treat it how NFL teams treat the preseason. Don't give them anything. And I know that a lot of Florida Gators fans tried to talk about that on, on Twitter. Not, not a lot, but some Florida Gators fans tried to talk about that on Twitter after the Utah game of like, Florida was just keeping things in the bag. Like they weren't breaking things out because they didn't want to, they didn't want SEC opponents to see it. No, you don't do that in games that matter. In games that you're trying to win and you need to not be vanilla, you break out what you need to break out. So no, Scotty, no, that's not a thing that we saw last week against Utah. We saw Florida calling what they're going to call. They just got bested, and it's as simple as that. This week, yeah, you might see them be vanilla. The only things that you should see on tape from the Florida Gators schematically on defense this week are things we saw against Utah. Offense, different. Offense, go nuts with it. Like, offense, do whatever you want. Get crazy. Because, against when you're talking about the offensive side of the ball, when you do something absurd... Like, if you run an end around against McNeese State and it works, opposing teams are going to be like, okay, they they tested this end around and it worked. We should be prepared for that as something in their bag. And that's just another thing that defenses now need to prepare for. But on the defense side of the ball, don't do any of that. Because with defense, the element of surprise is a big thing here. And you're trying to obviously adjust to what they're doing. Also defensively, expect to see a lot of freshmen play. A lot of them. Like we talked about this 2023 Gators class as some like a group that was just awesome from start to finish. Expect to see a lot of them get their first snaps ever in this game. Freshmen can play four games and maintain their eligibility, their, their redshirt eligibility status. We know players like Jakeem Jackson, uh, Eugene Wilson, uh, TJ Searcy, Sharif Denson, Trayon Webb, a bunch of those guys are not going to be redshirt freshmen. They're going to be true sophomores next year. But we can look at players like that we didn't see a ton of last. Deshaun Johnson should play on the defensive side of the ball. 
Kelby Collins should play more. TJ Sears should play more. Cameron James should play more. All these guys should play more. Sharif Denson is going to get some run. Gavin Hill is probably going to see some. All of the Florida Gators true freshman defensive players where we sat here for months and we were like, oh my God, this Florida Gators 2023 defensive class is nutty. Like they're going to be freaks out there. Expect to see a lot of them make their debuts this week. Because they should. The only way to find out what you have is by putting them out there and seeing what you have, see what they bring to the table. Expect the Florida Gators to do that with a lot of their young defensive players, a lot of their young defensive talent, because now you can see what you have in them, and this should be a blowout. I've said this a million times before. We've looked at this Florida Gators depth chart and this roster so much before the season, and we sat there and we were like, hey, a lot of freshmen are going to play. This is a very young, a very inexperienced Florida Gators roster. And I've said this a million times. The only way to get experience is by getting experience. The only way to get experience is by going out and doing it. This should be a good opportunity for a lot of these true freshmen to go out there and do it. That's it. Just let them play, see how they work, see how they operate. Maybe they flash and earn more reps, whatever it might be. Expect to see a lot of true freshmen play. Nice to make Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. Every day we are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back tomorrow night to talk about this game after the post-game stream. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find all my written work with Whole Nine Sports, Giants, Country, NFL 33, and I'll see you all tomorrow.